Hey listeners, this is Ben, the Amateur Exegete, and you're listening to episode 37 of Bible Study for Amateurs. Today's episode is Galilee or Jerusalem? Before his arrest at the hands of a crowd, from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders, in Mark chapter 14, Jesus tells his disciples what is about to happen and what will happen just a few days later. Here are verses 27 and 28 as they appear in the New Revised Standard Version. And Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Regarding the scattering of the sheep, Jesus was spot on. In the words of verse 50, All of them deserted him and fled. But what about his statement that he would appear to them in Galilee? This statement is reiterated by the young man at the tomb to the two Marys and Salome in Mark chapter 16, verse 7. The women are instructed to find the disciples and tell them that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. In his commentary on the text, Joel Marcus writes, A post-resurrectional resumption of discipleship in Galilee is thus implied, a new beginning in which Jesus will return to the place where his career started and display the same compassion for lost sheep that marked his ministry there. The author of the Matthean Gospel, our earliest extant interpreter of the Gospel of Mark, agrees with Mark's depiction of things. Per chapter 26, verses 31 through 32, Jesus tells the disciples that they will desert him, and that after he is raised up, he will go ahead of them to Galilee. They do desert him, per verse 36, and an angel in chapter 28, verse 7, tells the two Marys, minus Salome, to inform the disciples the risen Jesus is going ahead of them to Galilee, where they will see him. But Matthew's gospel has something that Mark's doesn't. At the end of chapter 28, we find what is sometimes referred to as the Great Commission. What is implied in Mark, namely that Jesus would appear to the disciples in Galilee, is outright stated in Matthew. Here's verses 16 through 17. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Keep in mind that Jesus' crucifixion happened not in Galilee, but in the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the city from where the Messiah, the King of Israel, was to reign. But it was where Jesus was summarily rejected nailed to a Roman cross as an insurrectionist. So why would the Markan and Matthean Jesus tell the disciples that they would see him in Galilee? Here's Ulrich Luz in his commentary on Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Galilee is the region where Jesus taught and healed his people. 
There he found a large and positive response. The disciples themselves also come from there. The community of disciples, Jesus' church, originated there. Jesus had come to Galilee as a child, fleeing from the evil Jewish ruler, and he had withdrawn to Galilee again out of fear of Herod Antipas. Now that is repeated. The Jesus who had been crucified in Israel's holy city, Jerusalem, commands his disciples to go to Galilee once again. Thus Galilee is a land of refuge. It stands in opposition and offers protection from the Jewish leaders. As Luz suggests, Jesus has no desire to continue his community in the city that sought to destroy him. It is in Galilee, away from Herod and the Jewish leadership, he would have, in Marcus's words, a new beginning. Jerusalem was not a good fit. That is, unless you're reading the Gospel of Luke. Luke is a creative reader of both Mark and Matthew, but he's more than willing to change some details should he need to. For example, that scene in Mark chapter 14 and Matthew chapter 26 where Jesus tells the disciples that they would all desert him and that later he would meet them in Galilee is gone. So too is the statement by the angel, now angels, that Jesus would meet the disciples in Galilee. Luke has gotten rid of this material because in his version of things, Jesus meets the disciples in Jerusalem and Per the gospel sequel in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the gospel would emanate from there. The men of Galilee, as the angels call them in Acts chapter 1 verse 11, are now men of Jerusalem. Who is right? Did the disciples go back to Galilee as Mark suggests and Matthew claims, or did they remain in Jerusalem, abandoning Galilee for the holy city, as Luke states? To adjudicate this, we bring to bear another piece of evidence, this one from the Apostle Paul. Paul lived and died before any of the Gospel accounts were written. His earliest extant letter, the first letter to the Thessalonians, is not only the earliest extant piece of writing from the Christ-following movement, but it predates the Gospel of Mark, the earliest Gospel, by around two decades. So... What does Paul tell us? In the beginning chapters of his letter to the Galatians, Paul is doing all he can to justify his version of the good news in light of attacks by Judaizing opponents and apparent doubts from his Galatian congregations. In chapter 1, verses 11 through 12, he contends that the gospel he proclaims over and against his Judaizing interlocutors came from heavenly revelation not human teaching. It's a clever move, because in arguing this way, Paul effectively places his opponents in the position of proving him wrong and showing that their gospel is actually God's gospel. But how do you argue with, my source is Jesus himself? To develop his point, Paul goes over his history with the Christ-following movement, a story that the Galatians must know given what he says in verse 13. Paul had been a persecutor of the church, but he says in verses 15 through 16, God called me through his grace 
and was pleased to reveal his son to me, or better, in me, so that I might proclaim him among the Gentiles. And then he says this, I did not confer with any human being, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were already apostles before me, but I went away at once into Arabia, and afterwards I returned to Damascus. Those words, at the end of verse 16 and into verse 17, in context are meant to show that even after receiving the gospel from apparently God himself, Paul didn't go to Jerusalem to confer with leadership there. He is again stressing his independence in a bid to counter his opponent's claims and to win back the Galatians. But these words also tell us something else. The early Christ-following movement was centered in Jerusalem. In verse 18, Paul says that three years after the revelation of Jesus to, or in, him, he did go to Jerusalem and spent some time with Cephas, Peter, and James, Jesus' brother. He left there for Syria and Cilicia, per verse 21, and was still unknown by sight to the churches of Judea that are in Christ, per verse 22. Then, in chapter 2, verse 1, Paul says that 14 years after that, he went back to Jerusalem with Barnabas and Titus. Not long after that, perhaps a year or so later, Peter came to Antioch, where Paul confronted him over his wishy-washy attitude toward eating with pagans. Assuming there are no gaps in time, that means that from the revelation of Jesus in him to his second visit to Jerusalem, some 18 years have passed. If this letter to the Galatians was written around 55 CE, then Paul became a Christ follower sometime around 37 CE, just a few years after Jesus' death. In truth, it may have been even earlier. This data gives us purchase on where the earliest Christ followers could be found following the death of their founder. Luke was right. They remained in Jerusalem. But we do have contradictory accounts, though not in the way you might think. It isn't that Matthew and Mark say that the disciples went to Galilee, but Luke says they stayed in Jerusalem. Even though Matthew and Mark don't say that the disciples went to Jerusalem, it was surely part of the background knowledge of their audiences. At a minimum, the Olivet Discourse in both Mark and Matthew suggests that a Christ-following community was in Jerusalem when Rome put its foot down to squash Jewish rebellion. But in terms of broader social awareness, they must have known that after returning to Galilee, some of Jesus' original disciples, including Peter, moved on to Jerusalem to continue the mission. The contradiction instead rests in Luke's insistence that the disciples never left the region around Jerusalem in the days that followed. Emmaus? Yes. It was just a few miles from the city. Bethany? Sure. It too was just a short jaunt from Jerusalem. But nowhere does Luke even suggest they returned to Galilee. In fact, Jesus is insistent that they remain in Jerusalem, per Acts chapter 1, verse 4. While staying with them, 
he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. Luke accurately depicts the disciples as making Jerusalem their base of operations, but he does so at the expense of the other synoptics' assertion that they made their way first to Galilee. That's all the time we've got this week. See you next time. And remember, in the words of Richard Elliott Friedman, one does not need to deny what is troubling about the Bible in order to pay respect to what is heartening. Thanks for listening.